everyone can choose labels. Are they liberating you or are they limiting you? Like that's really what I have my attention on. If Mm. you are finding there's a limitation that you are creating based on the labels that you are choosing, check that out. Mm. You do not need to take on labels that are limiting you. Like you just don't. Like, don't do that to yourself. I did that with human design for so many years. It's like, I'm a reflector. I can't do this. I'm this. I can't do this. And then it, I mean, it was like a moment where I realized how much of myself I was cutting off, holding onto that label. Like it was a badge of honor and it wasn't, it sucked that I was doing that to myself. And then once I started to choose that, I was only going to take the labels that felt liberating to me. It was a complete shift. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. This week, we brought on Amelia Broughton, a human design expert, coach, and consultant. Amelia was absolutely incredible to have on the podcast. Not only is she an expert at human design, but she's also highly intuitive, relatable, and extremely passionate about getting people to better understand themselves and who they're meant to be. She really did a great job of teaching us a little something that we didn't already know about ourselves. And to be honest, I will probably be working with her in the future because she was so fascinating. Uh, We have a lot of fun interviews coming up for you within the next few weeks, so you're going to want to stay tuned for those. And as always, if you loved this episode and got something out of it, please feel free to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, and tag us and tell us what you learned. We love, love, love to see it. So without further ado, Amelia Broughton. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. What's up, happiness homies? We have Amelia Broughton here. We are, I, I am super pumped. I've been talking about human design, which we'll get into like so much recently, and it's, and it's also been coming up in my life with other podcasts and all these things. Um, so to have you on is just synchronicity, perfect timing. Welcome so to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It feels so good to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Taylor, how you doing? I'm incredible. I'm super excited to learn about something I know very little about. Hell yeah. You so look great. incredible. So I don't wow. you know that. Up. I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, you are. I do that to you like once a day, right? <laughs> something like that. Let's get on okay. to some rapid okay. fire, Rapid shall fire, we? baby. Right. Let's go. I'll start off. Hit okay. it. Uh, Amelia, what is one thing you are grateful for? Oh man, my body. Today nice. is my body. Yeah, I've been doing some, I've ran 82 miles this month. Woo. So wow. Are you training for something? Uh, training for 100 miles this month. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not like wow. to do it in one go, okay. but yeah. Okay. So how it moves. I also started at a place called Apeco in Denver recently. Yes, familiar. Ido Portal, amazing yeah. movement mm, practice. Yes. Wow. So magical. So. You, you know, you know our girl Savvy? 
Sandy uh, Rose, red a hair? A little bit, a little bit. I know her a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She, I know she loves time. it. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Awesome. There's so many She's people great. There. Community. But, wait, so can I ask? Yeah. The goal ask. is then 100 miles in a month. Yes. And then is it like 120, 160? Just keep going? You no, know, I don't know what it'll be. This month, a friend of mine inspired me to run 100 miles this month. And I was like, hmm, okay. And I normally would be like a few weeks in and we'd get there and for whatever reason, every day it's been like, let's go. And it's been the most powerful mindfulness practice for me because every morning my brain's like, well, we'll do a mile. Mm-hmm. We'll see how far we get. And then I'm like five miles in. It's like, okay, guess we're still going. It's So it shows me where my brain's trying to negotiate in my life. It's like, yeah. mm. it's crazy. I won't go down a tangent, but this is something I use with my clients of like, just get out the door. Yeah. And go one block and then two blocks. But also there's something about endurance. Matt and I were training for a triathlon mm-hmm. and nice. um, I do a lot of cross, but I also love endurance because it is like, I have some of the best ideas mm. when I'm like midway through the run. I like have yeah. to bring my phone because I'm like, wait, I got to write this down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Texting and running, not recommended. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I like running outdoors. Like I despise the treadmill and mm-hmm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I've kept up the swimming. I was swimming yesterday morning nice. and I'm like just i could stop right now like because you go lap 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 i'm like i could just get out yeah, kind of like the treadmill you just jump off yeah where but it was that mental game i'm like dude like 30 minutes just even if it's so slow just keep going you got this mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's so funny good. our brain trying to the brain trying to bring us down so fascinating yeah it's been crazy practice just to be like all right cool brain where else do you do this in life negotiate mm. your way out of things yeah, yeah. oh we might get into that uh, uh, <laughs> but i love the idea that you're like i don't know what the goal is and something mm-hmm. you know you fill out this questionnaire or read a little bit about you and this like this idea of this being open to the ever-changing mm. amelia mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that but to um stay true to this rapid fire which we're so good at <laughs> you, which we're you'll rapid. notice it is loosely rapid fire yeah side tangent rapid fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So what is your most used emoji? Oh, um, def- well, okay. It used to be the heart that has like the radiating hearts out, the light pink one, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be that. So it's like the expression of love that's constantly radiating ripple out effect. And now there's this really sexy heart that's like not the like bright red one that comes with all the other colorful ones, but it's the more matte dark mm-hmm. like seductive red one and I'm about, that's my vibe right now yeah hearts. i like it hits yeah. different for hits sure. different yeah. yeah each heart hits different like when people send me white hearts i'm like huh what's that about and like black hearts I'm like okay cool that's a vibe you know yeah that that deep red heart i'm about it how about I, the I, they got that new heart with the fire coming out of that it. one mm. i've tried a little bit Spicy. of that doesn't always work for every <laughs> everything yeah. it's like passionate and like on hard on fire like life is exciting and not as applicable to all situations. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. love this. This is the second time on the podcast that we've dove into the, the different heart colors <laughs> yeah. of emojis. So there's yeah, something I mean, to it's it. A on the surface, in itself. yeah. On the surface, yeah. it's just different colors. But when we talk about it, yeah, it's deep. Everyone has feels. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, Amelia. What is your walk-up song? <laughs> oh my god, uh, I have so many walk-up songs. I'll say right now it's '90s music. Okay, um, let's go. I recently made a playlist that has all the best 90s. We have like Ghetto Superstar on there, Butterfly uh, by Crazy Town, yes, a little nice. bit of Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of everything. Right now, that feels like my walk-up mm. theme I'm here for playlist. it. Yeah, it's a vibe for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could just see you walking with. out to, she's so lucky, she's a star, <laughs> but she cries. <laughs> Britney was my uh, girl. I had a... <laughs> 
I know I, that was obviously I'll feel into that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that was a joke. Yeah, maybe not that song, but I had a Britney Shine shrine. Uh, wow! In like elementary to middle school. Perfect. Like, you know, when like I don't even know if Google Images was a thing yet, but I had the poster of Britney. <laughs> like, she's up against like the pole. Yeah, she's probably work, like sixteen. It. You know, at yeah. that point. But hey, I'm twelve. So, um, and then like printouts, like any Google image. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't even think it was Google Images. Just print Magnets. it out. On, you know, my dad's printer, cut it out, taped to the wall. Amazing. Was it like tiny shrine? Are we talking about a whole wall shrine? Just a wall, like just pictures. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I I definitely had the wall. (laughs) But not to Brittany. (laughs) I had like all the magazines that you'd get as like a teen. And I had one wall that was just like every, like everything from like Draco Malfoy to Justin Uh Timberlake Uh to, I don't even know. Brad Pitt clearly was on there. Oh, yeah, with the ads. Um, Yeah, it was a vibe. Nice. Yeah, love it. Uh, am I up? You're up. All right. Sorry. I got to unlock my phone here. Uh, favorite book? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I, uh, favorites are always so hard for me because I have so many things that hit so deep. Um, right now, I would say Braiding Sweetgrass um, hmm. by Robin. I can't remember how to say her last name. Will. starts with a W. But Will. No, it's like Will Willammer. I can't say it right. We'll pop it in the we'll, show notes. We'll pop it in there. Um, what did you say? Braiding. Braiding sweetgrass. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a book about uh, indigenous wisdom mixed with a lot of the science behind plant medicine, plants, everything from pecans to sweetgrass, and basically this um, amazing author Robin, her way with words is just like unbelievable and. Getting to know the land is something that I've had a strong intention for this year and the medicines, whether it's like a flower or plants or whatever it is that's around me in Colorado, I've wanted to know on a deeper level. And she mixes in indigenous wisdom with the medicine that is always around us. And it, it's pretty profound. And I, it's a slow read because it's so rich in its mm. wisdom. So, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I love that. I love the whole, like, it's always thinking about this how crazy it is that we just like eat food that's not really even food processed stuff that's like and like we live off this and it's normal and it's like (laughs) anyway whole other topic but yeah that could be another podcast yeah yeah. five (laughs) podcasts yeah 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 um okay what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be a veterinarian Mm. yeah you love animals i i i love animals i loved animals like I have this one picture of me holding a baby goat. You would never see me in my life ever do that now. Like, not about the goats. Sorry, goats. But back then, I was so fascinated on all the ways that I could possibly work with animals. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't connect with me as deeply now. But, yep, it was a strong, strong desire. Wrote many times. I can't wait to be a pet when I grow up. That's awesome. Yeah. We had someone who said veterinarian, and her reason for not doing it is like, Cause I have to put too many animals down. Mm. So, and I just couldn't do that. Yeah. What was that? I don't remember who that was. Yeah. Anyway. I think I just changed. <laughs> yeah. Bless you. Yeah, <laughs> you. Tried his best to hold that one in. Yeah. <laughs> a little toot. <laughs> so then I just kind of let it you out. Know, it comes out. Yeah. It just happens. Nothing like a good <laughs> sneeze. I got to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Final question. All right. What is your superpower? Helping people see themselves more deeply. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And that goes into human design. Yeah. Okay. I see you. <laughs> we're we're going to get into that. I kind of wanted to tell if you don't mind. I know I saw you do the little hand thing like you were ready to <laughs> break this out, but do you mind if I go take it. the lead here? 
don't know what's So we always send questionnaires, like people listening. None of us do. Ah, that's the beauty of this. Just go where I want. No, but I think it's be a nice lead into kind of your story. And I think a lot of our listeners will resonate with this. You sent us your about you on your website. Yes. Not something we normally do, but I just wanted to read your first paragraph because when I read this, I was like, yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Fuck yes. Like, oh my God, I know. (laughs) Me, 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 me. So you said, uh, (sighs) I spent most of my life trying to fit into the various boxes that society presented me. Desperate to find one career path, one identity, one way of finding success, one way of reliably making it in the world. (sighs) And I know for me Mm. and the people listening, I would hope at this point know my story, but like being an engineer, Mm. And like you kind of graduate school, right? This whole American dream. Yeah. Now I'm an engineer forever till I'm 65 <laughs> and I retire. And like, that's my identity. Yeah. And, you know, having to break out of that and leaving New York City to become a personal trainer. And then all these other mm-hmm. shifts that I've gone through in my journey to always being a bit hard on myself. Like you moved here to be a personal trainer. And then less than a year, less than six months, I started leaning into photography. Mm. And I was like, I love this so much more. And then, you know, COVID hits and I'm like, all right, business coach. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep switching things? Like, Mm. why can't I just pick something and do it forever? (laughs) So response, please. (laughs) (laughs) Response. I mean, there's so many things I could say, but yeah, it's, um, I spent a lot of time like feeling I was broken because Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out this thing called humaning. And, um, turns out, you know, human design has been like, like life-changing because of the permission slip it gave me to be like, you don't have to be any which way. Actually, the more that you allow yourselves to change and step into what feels most true in the moment is actually going to be your greatest gift. And I think that, you know, in the greater topic of human design, yeah, we've been told there's a certain way to human and that if our friends are doing it, we need to do it. Or if our parents tell us to do it, we need to do it. Or if our teachers or whoever it is, there's like a commit to this one thing for the rest of your life. And that pathway worked for a lot of people at some point Mm -hmm. back in history. And now I find more and more that's changing that we don't at 18 years old or even younger know what we want to do for the rest of our Mm -hmm. lives. And the, the ability to, to give ourselves permission to pivot and to discover and to listen to the wisdom of our bodies or, um, out, nothing outside of ourselves necessarily. That's like giving us pressure in some way to be something that just doesn't always feel congruent, you know? Um, so it's been a huge reclamation process for me in noticing where I label myself or identify with something and then being able to practice, I mean, very Buddhist, but like Mm non-attachment, like, okay, how can I notice my attachments here and then be willing to let them go if they don't light me up, right? If something lights you up, great, keep doing it. If it doesn't and you're like trying to figure it out and it feels sticky and like you're forcing yourself into something, invitation to be curious. At least that's what I would say. Yeah. I very vividly remember being 18 and going to college and I had to declare a major where I went to school yeah. and being like, how the hell am I supposed to know what I wanted to do? <laughs> what and is then life? I, I had my friends who were like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Like, and even looking back, it's funny because what you think a doctor is or a lawyer is like very different from the day to day. So, you know, it's, you know, it's funny about that. I, I talked to so many people and you said my friends knew. I talk to so many people who don't, who have the same experience. Mm-hmm. I had the same experience. I went to business because my dad was in business. Right. Then I switched to engineering. Um, but I think even your friends who are like, I want to be a doctor, do they? Well, they thought they did. Right. For sure. Yeah. Well, and some of them, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and I haven't kept in touch. I was so, gonna say, are they happy? Are they fulfilled? In life? I don't know. I mean, that's a, I mean, a much deeper be, topic. Yeah. I would yeah. say s- the people I'm thinking of are like, they got married, they had kids, they started a family, which can oh. be great for some, but totally. kind of growing up in the South, that was the direction I was headed. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious for you, cause that's very in line with Matt and I's story mm-hmm. of like, we tried a lot of stuff, took some time, quarter life crisis, whatever. Um, I think our listeners know that, so we don't need to dive into it, but I'm curious, when was that aha moment for you of like, okay, maybe I don't have to fit into this box. And what was that process like? Mm -hmm. How old were you? Maybe I don't have to fit into this box. I'm still discovering that question a lot, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, But in, when I found out about human design in 2016, um, in 2015, I had found out about this nine month program um, by the name of Train the Trainer. It's a relational leadership training that has ta- very much taught me many of the capacities and skills that I have today that I do in my work and my day-to-day. Um, and in that training, I found out about human design from another person who's what I am, which is a reflector. We're 1% of the population. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the 1%, ladies 1%. and gentlemen. Like out of all the people, there's 26 participants and she was the one that was the person who showed me. And... She was a little bit baffled when she showed me. Actually, she's like, "What? You're a reflector too?" She tried to check my time a few times, but in that moment, the way she responded to me was kind of like, "You're a unicorn, and you're different than the world." And I kind of thought it was a bunch of bullshit, to be completely honest. And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, this is weird." And I was living such a conditioned life at that moment. I was working like five different jobs. I was working on a farm. I was teaching yoga. I was bartending. I was doing so many things, which is so counter to what was sustainable for me as a reflector. Um, but in that moment, I realized that there could be something else possible for me, despite how much how confronting it was at the same time. And it was a much slower process. It wasn't just like, aha, oh my God, I'm going to drop everything. Mm -hmm. It was, oh, wow. Like there gets to be many different iterations of myself and um, how how can I continue to lean into that ever-evolving nature that I am. Um, So it's been less of a overnight thing and more it's taken course over years and years of my life to really step into the non-attachment of my identity. And even now as I'm a, you know, coach and consultant and a facilitator, group facilitator, there's moments where I'm like, maybe this will last a few more years. Mm. Maybe it'll be the rest of my life. I don't know. Mm. And it's a fun dance to find that, that sweet spot of, needing to have an identity that feels safe and um, stabilizing in many ways. And then also being able to have sometimes daily ego deaths around (laughs) who I think I am. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. One of one, the aha moments for me is a mentor Mm -hmm. taught me that your purpose can change throughout your lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also something we're taught where a lot of people look at their purpose, the, the same way as like soulmate language mm-hmm. as if there's like only one person in the world for us. And mm-hmm. it's like, people are waiting forever for that one purpose, but it's like, it can change throughout. Totally. Like when I was 18, when I was 25, now I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you found human design. Mm-hmm. Maybe what is human design? We've yeah. talked about a lot. Like Great. what is, how would you define question. it? What's yeah. Yeah. So human design, it's based off your birth time, date and location. 
essentially it's a combination a synthesis of ancient systems that some of you may be familiar with astrology is usually the one that most people are familiar with the hindu brahman chakra system uh, you may have experienced in yoga at some point something like that eastern uh, medicine and then it's also the I Ching some people are not as familiar with has a huge emphasis on I mean all of them do in their own ways but the I Ching is really potent in the human design chart in my experience also gene keys if you're familiar with that mm. um, and then the the Kabbalah tree of life and quantum mechanics so it is a logical empirical system it is a science uh there's tendency for people to be like oh it's so woo woo and it's based off your birth time date and mm. location i don't believe in astrology which is great and i always say take what resonates and leave what doesn't and if it works for you great go on that experiment it is essentially an experiment it's not something necessarily to get it's you're living and breathing it in your cells in your body every single day and it's a it's a process through understanding human design where kind of like what we've been talking about right now, we notice where we have the pressures and the stories and the beliefs to be something other than who we are. And with human design, every single one of us has so much nuance and so much difference to us. And that actually there's no really one person, two people that are truly the same. And it's a, it's a reclamation process of being true to who you are and releasing and deconditioning from all the ways that we were told to be at some point. Mm. It's so epic. Mm. Yeah. It's so epic. <laughs> you're, you're talking it, dirty to us. Right? Yeah. I can see your face. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we were talking before. We were like, how's this podcast going to go? But I think it'd be cool to just dive into the, because you mentioned you're a reflector, yeah. uh, which probably means you'll be saying dirty sexual jokes by the end of this if you're going to reflect me. Uh, God, I can only happening. hope. I can only it's hope. It's already happening. <laughs> um, but Guys, you're going to want to watch this one on YouTube. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. If you're listening, stop. Go on YouTube. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Mainly to watch your dirty sex. Yeah, sure, right? yeah. It happens every time. But, um, <laughs> can't help it. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm like, why do I feel the need to make sexual jokes all the time? I'm like, I don't know, but it's fun for me. So I do it. I don't know. It's who you are. It's who I am. Yeah, I'm not going to fight DNA. it. So, yeah. So um, if we could go through like each one and then maybe as we mm-hmm. dive into each one, we could talk about what we are. Um, and I think that's just the best way for people to listen and learn yeah. that way. So Perfect. yeah. How many are there? So there with, are huh? four different okay. types. Uh, some people will be like, there's five. And really. You're wrong. Really, <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, yeah. If we went into there's five, then that's a whole nother big rabbit hole that we can go into. But as far as like the um, original text, there are four different types. And the types are basically different energies that you can have. Different ways your, what's called your aura, your energy field operates with the world. Um manifest generators and generators are the ones that get broken down and separated into a fifth type manifest Mm. generators are actually a subgroup so let's start with the generators which is most of the population and it's you two um me and deuce over here let's go we got a a generator and a manifest generator so generators make up about 70 percent of the population we very much live in a world that is designed for and by generators um i feel the way for me personally, I feel the way that our world is constantly buzzing and humming with life is that generator life force. Mm. Um, they're the the energizer bunnies in many ways. They're the ones that are here to give their life force to what lights them up, to what like literally they're creating in the world. And when manifest generators and generators are living 
in harmony with their bodies more times than not instead of their minds it's this sense of satisfaction it's like ah yes and when they're not and they're living from the conditioning or their minds and pressures outside of themselves in some capacity it's frustration it's just Mm like (laughs) ah to me it's a very energetic thing but generators they have this internal compass of their bodies responding to life like they're constantly responding to life and so the the tendency for them i could go down so many rabbit holes but i'll try to be more you're like keep talking about us Um, the the tendency yeah i'm like totally on that generator ride right now um the tendency for them is to want to force things to happen Mm. and it's about like allowing life to come to them to respond to it as it comes right like I think of it um, as like a sonar on a submarine. You know, it's like mm. got that tracking system. It's like, is there anything in my field? Bleep, bleep, bleep. And, and when there's something that comes towards them, whether it's a conversation or something they see or something they hear, like literally your whole body is responding all the time. Move forward towards it. If there's a response and you move forward towards it. And the opposite of that would be like playing battleships. Like we'll put something here. We're going to make something that happen. Da, da, da. And like, that's where a lot of the tension gets created for generator types. Oh yeah. So now I can steal you and get all my life questions <laughs> answered right now on this podcast. <laughs> because it's something I've been struggling with. And now Taylor rolls his eyes. Cause I talked to him endlessly about it. Um, well, I don't roll my eyes, but this actually, I see this in you. Mm, yeah. I, I can like reflect on all the conversations we've had yeah. and I can see when it's actually, this will better help me help you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ex- when, when is, so good yeah, when is he forcing it and when is it like, just chill out Yeah, it come to mm-hmm. you? So I, I don't, I'm just gonna kind of let the, yeah. my thoughts flow on this, flow but it. like basically, you know, I have business coach for personal trainers mm-hmm. and I do these launches a little more, a little longer than every quarter. Um, and, uh, you know, they do feel forced sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, then how the fuck else do I get clients? If I'm not doing a launch, if I'm not like getting on Instagram, putting myself out there, talking to people. And then I've had this pivot mm. about 10 days ago where I switched from personal trainers to, I've always wanted to help Matt five years ago, engineer, mm. didn't love it, didn't hate it, didn't love it, had a passion, which was fitness. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why am I working for someone else's dream? Um, like I, I want to build my own thing and, and create this thing. And, um, so, you know, that's where the pivot has happened where I've been helping personal trainers and now I'm like, okay, I want to shift to like the corporate person who is mm-hmm. unhappy, mm-hmm. but has a passion that they want to pursue. And I want to show them that it's possible to do what you love and make a living out of it. And so now I've made that pivot. I made a whole new Instagram. I'm like freaking out, you know, like starting from zero, but you never really start from zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like energized by it. When I wake up in the morning yeah. and I'm like thinking of ideas, I'm like, oh, it's so fun. It's so good. And I think mm-hmm. what was holding me back when I, I thought it was a manifest generator. I'm a generator, but you're saying it's, it's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. I had this realization. I think I thought about this on the other podcast or we we're talking with friends. Um, but we had a meeting about modern happiness mm-hmm. and the future of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting, I'm like sitting there and we're talking about ideas and opt-ins we can make. Maybe we make a mini course. I'm like getting fired up. I'm like, oh, You'll all this like creation. Ideas in your charts. And then, and then this, this hit me, <laughs> yeah. this hit me where I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I've been mm. looking into me, human design. I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be not. And, and then the reflection came where I'm like, I think I was so fearful that 
oh my God, now I'm like business coach for personal trainers. My course is titled, you know, PTBA. And I'm like, okay, so the PTBA is just, uh, I'm just going to do that now for the next few years. And like, it's pretty fucking good. Like, I don't really need to make a lot of improvements. Mm. Um, so I'm like kind of getting frustrated and like mm. freaking out. Like, this is it. I'm kind of bored now. And mm. now I just go back into like the DMs and another launch and like all this forcing. And then, so all this long story short, this morning mm. I wake up and I go to check my, the kind of more personal training Instagram, which I hadn't in like a day. And I'm like flooded with like DMs and like mm. all just random. I haven't posted on there in a while. Like, five followers from personal trainers or fitness people and uh one dude from an old mastermind i was in introduced me to this girl as a personal trainer and i'm like mm-hmm. all this shit that i've been trying so hard to do are now just like in the inbox i'm like uh-huh. and then part of me is like is this universe fucking with me <laughs> being like oh you made this pivot to corporate workers uh-huh. but you know there's still part of me like was this a mistake yeah should i be leaning into this personal training stuff and um, should I not have given that up? And then here I go on this other Instagram and here's all these opportunities. I'm like, so now's the universe fucking with me being uh-huh. like, yeah, don't do the corporate thing. Uh-huh. Look, it's all here for you. <sighs> I know that was a whole lot. So many things there. But I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, like, is it just going with it and create, or like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess the real question is, you know, for me doing these launches, trying to force something, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're saying like, just kind of let things come to you and mm. have my stoner out and like oh yeah this person oh this person but it's like mm-hmm. yeah but i want to help a million people not totally. five at a time uh-huh wow. so you never know one of that. those people opens you up to a million mm. um <laughs> that is a great point point. and yeah i mean there's so many things that you shared and moments i wanted to capture <laughs> yeah um like to me, the, the the thing that I find with generators is the more they grip and the more they're just like, ah, I need it to happen. Like I can feel it in my body. It's like this gripping. It needs to be a certain way. I need to force it. And my mind is like, well, it needs to look like this and we're going to figure it out this way. I'm going to lay it out here and then we'll do this and that's going to happen. And like all of that is beautiful and it's a lot of mind energy. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to figure it out because I have the best plan, mm-hmm. right? And what I find is that when – generators and really this is true for anyone the more that we open up and allow like whether you call it the universe or whatever to take over the universe has like a bajillion different possibilities for you Mm. and then often what happens in our minds our minds are like my 10 ideas are the best ever and they better happen if they don't happen like this everything is wrong Mm. right so i i i mean I have this story and I share it with so many clients because it was such a palpable moment for me of realizing how generators operate. But my ex is a generator and he's a photographer. Mm-hmm. And when he first started his photography career, he was like, I have to make sure I connect with everything and I ought to drop into people's DMs and they have to know I'm a photographer and da, da, da. And he was so frustrated. Like he wasn't getting the gigs. He wasn't, things weren't happening for him. He was exhausting him. He was trying to figure it all out and it sucked. And I just watched him just fuming with, with frustration all the time. And the moment he started like focusing on himself and really like letting that grip go on things, suddenly all these people started flowing into his field, similar to what you just said. And I see this pattern all the time with generators of like, I need it to be a certain way. And the moment they start a release, everything floods in. Mm. And, you know, I think there's, 
like a few different caveats. It's not like you're not doing anything, right? Again, generators are always responding. You cannot not do that. And oftentimes it's actually interesting. I say, just because you can, doesn't mean you should to generators because you'll have so much energy. You're like, it's got to go somewhere. What do I do with this? And so, so, so often it can get very mind oriented. And so whether it's a movement practice or allowing that energy to, to move through you, however it does, if it, if it, you're not moving your body as a generator, I find that there, it gets a little stuck up here sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's always nuanced for each person, but these are pretty big generalizations. So, um, for you, it, yeah, you can make it mean a lot of things, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll yeah. add some insight having been on the other side, seeing all of this unfold. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, we started talking about this. And we got to a point, I remember we went to Improper City with some friends and Matt's like, oh, I'm going to tell you guys this because Taylor doesn't want to hear it anymore. And we've talked about it like a million times. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't want to talk about it anymore. It was like every time we talked about it, Matt was like, in a, like we would have a conversation. He's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And then the next day he's like, all right, I thought about it more and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then it was like the next day and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just like, uh-huh. and it, it felt like, and this is more in hindsight as we're having this conversation, he needed an answer yesterday. And so it's like, and I'm seeing this unfold as you're describing this of like for him. And, and this is very much his personality of like, and he's said this before, like with his mentors and coaches he's had is like, tell me what to do. I'll go all in. And that's mm-hmm. where he's really successful. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is like just kind of the waiting mm-hmm. of maybe sitting with, okay, these are the possibilities. I don't have to know everything right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something I read when I did my chart that was like, I'm actually not like, don't do that. Don't like make the decision like you said Are you, i think you're a solar plexus authority yeah right? i think that's yeah yeah okay keep going then so <laughs> yeah so that was like um like what did you say you said it's so nicely like just like kind of wade through it like kind of sit with it like mm. but oh yeah for solar plexus authority yeah and it was but it's like for me and i even know when i'm anxious like this happened i think like on monday and i'm like when I take action, I actually do feel better. Mm. Like, oh, do some outreach. Mm-hmm. Like, start building your Instagram. Like, do those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking action. Feels better. What feels better? Like, what what does that give you when you take action? Uh, the potential you. outcome of what it will, what it could be. Like, uh-huh. the, you know, if we're thinking like obviously building the business or, or really, you know, changing people's lives. Um, you know, with this new Instagram, mm-hmm. with whatever 120 followers now, it's like, um, I'm still like kind of in this building phase, but I want want more people there. So when I do make an offer, it's like I have more opportunities to help more people mm-hmm. rather than which, you know, we've done a whole rap hole of this yeah, rather than just saying, like just the 100 followers you? where, yeah, where it's like, <laughs> would I be happy with just the one person if yeah. I change one person's life, which I think I literally just wrote a post on this. But, mm. um, to me, it sounds like because it's so difficult for me and, and mm. maybe because it's how I was raised or with my, dad and mom or something where it's like do work do work do work where it's like i need like it sounds scary for for you to say like i'll do less like obviously you do something but like oh to let it happen and it's like Mm. that sounds fucking miserable and super painful and yeah maybe it takes that like (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god uh but it might take that like shamanic death Mm. like that dying Mm -hmm. which is very painful and very hard to go through Mm. but there might need to be it sounds like I don't know. And who knows, right? And who knows how it'll come up and how it'll show up. But um, to, if this is like how I'm supposed to be as a generator to 
stop forcing this stuff yeah. to practice that. And, and again, like for those of you listening and like generators, and this is different for me. Yeah. You can be a different generator. And the, mm-hmm. the thing that I, I like, don't want to get, can I see your chart really quick before yeah. I just go on a whole thing <laughs> and then tell you all the wrong information? <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. So for you, like, and this is specific for anyone who has a solar plexus authority. So if you have the, the brown triangle on the right colored in, in your chart, if you're looking at your chart, this is a, your authority is essentially how you make decisions, like how you follow your North Star. By the way, okay, wait. So pa- pause the episode. Pause. <laughs> Mybodygraph.com is. Oh, yeah. That's great. what I did. That's when you like. The, I like mybodygraph.com. There's Jovian Archive. There's uh, Jenna Zoe is another person. There's other. Gen, gen, uh, Genetic Matrix is another one that I really love. If you're getting more nerdy, Genetic Matrix. Okay. Yeah. But my body graph is the one that I find is most interactive and that people can kind of figure things out if they're wanting to go down the rabbit holes of life or just go to AmeliaBrock.com and then we can do magic together. Even better. Um, But if this is like getting a little more nuanced, but for solar plexus authorities, I think this is a really important thing. The solar plexus authority is someone who has emotional highs and lows all the time. Like you're having God highs. Damn it. It's so exhausting. <laughs> it's so exhausting. Wow. And that's so spot on. Here's I the, know. Here's the thing for you, right? Is like, yeah, if you're trying to figure it out every single day and you're on a high and you're low, you're constantly depleting yourself. You're constantly wasting You're energy. Fucking quite, throw up, Amelia. Frankly, yeah. So this is so spot I was on. so good yesterday. This, this morning. This morning, I'm like. Uh, Should we cancel everything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is, did we sign up for this podcast? Damn yeah, it. Go back to New York City. Give me an engineer. This is great because his girlfriend and I kind of joke about this. We're like, <laughs> morning mat versus evening mat? Like, what are we going to get? Like, Yeah. Well, oh, this man. and the thing is like, and maybe this is a, it's a, why it's coming up. It probably is like, it's a big conversation, emotional intelligence and people having emotions in general. So much of culture in this, in Western society is like, don't be sad. Don't have bad days. Don't have off days. Why can't you just be happy all the time? Stay consistent. As an emotional authority, you're not going to be consistent in your emotions. Mm-hmm. And really all it is, is it's energy. Energy is, or emotion is energy and motion, emotion, mm-hmm. right? And so if we allow our energy, our emotions to be what they are and to not dictate so much of our lives, and this is specifically speaking to you, if you make a choice on a high, when you hit that low, you're going to be like, and then you'll go back to the high and you may be like, right? You have a different sense about it. So I like to think of the emotional authority as they're wearing different colored sunglasses at all times, whenever their emotions are happening and you're not seeing the full picture of life. Mm. Like there's no way that when you're wearing your rose colored sunglasses that you're going to see all the pigments that would be there when you take them off, mm-hmm. right? Same thing for with every single choice that you make. Not every single, most choices that you make. And another metaphor, I love speaking metaphors, like you're a lake, right? Little choices are like little pebbles. There's a little bit of turbulence in the water, right? Big choices are like massive pebbles. And that creates a really strong ripple effect with your emotional field. Mm. So if your mind is like constantly throwing pebbles into the water of your life, you're kind of turbulent all over and it's going to be really hard to see so like clearly for you to know what to move forward on. And so the, the biggest invitation, it sounds like maybe a challenging invitation to you is patience. Mm. Like when you feel high track, all the things that you say yes to and wait, you're like, Oh, maybe I should sleep on this. Maybe I don't know. 
this is really good for you to know. Like yeah, if he gets is... super on one, be like, you may need some time to yourself. <laughs> well, so this is super fascinating. And I am curious how this awareness from this conversation is going to impact him going forward. Because mm. um, we did Sober October. Mm. And Matt and I talk a lot about alcohol. And mm -hmm. just in general, I know like for myself, but it's similar for both of us. If I have a night of drinking, the next day I have, I'm more down. I have more depressive thoughts. Totally. I'm more negative. And that could just be about yeah, re relationships or business or whatever. But... Now I have this awareness. So when that happens, you know, if it's like I wake up that morning and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Whatever. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I drank last night. Like, mm -hmm. let's just not think about those things. And then I can wait a day or two. Mm -hmm. So I'm obviously it's harder maybe to check in because you can't just be like, oh, I drank last night. But it sounds kind of similar <laughs> Yeah, it's with, for, for his his personality of like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm on that low. Maybe I'll just wait. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely the the one of the things i say like a practice for emotional authorities is start checking in multiple times a day with your emotions like alcohol is an interesting way to think about it but yeah it has a very strong interest impact on the choices we make and the way our chemistry works and our brain works and so you can i guess like one way of thinking about it is like when you're on that high with your emotions it's kind of like you've drank a little alcohol or you're like mm -hmm. i mean it's it's a, it's a stretch for me but it has that that distinct shift in your perception. Mm -hmm. And so same thing with your lows and uh, often emotional authorities before they understand this or before they're willing to be patient with themselves, they make choices only from the high States mm. and then they hit the low States and then they're kicking themselves that they made so many choices. Mm. Mm. If you watch his face right now, you can, <laughs> Yeah. Every, yeah. Well, because it feels in the, in that high state, it feels good. It's it like yes, great. this is the right decision. Let's, Let's, Let's do go. it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Huh. I got a lot of reflection so to do. Many things. Okay. So yeah. So that was any, one type. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> any, anything else on manifest generators? So yeah. we can kind of get to these others. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing, like manifest generators and generators, the biggest distinction why they often get separated is that. They roughly 35% is generators, roughly 35% is manifest generators. And so they, I mean, they could be their own distinct things and they are. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they're both here to respond to life in the most basic statement of, of what I'm trying to say. Manifest generators are like going from zero to a hundred, right? Oh, like, and you probably try to operate like a manifest generator a lot mm -hmm. is my sense, just knowing your, some of your constitution, but, um, Yeah. There, I, I, yeah, I think that's all I'll say about the two. To me, they feel very different. Mm -hmm. Like if I personally try to keep up with a manifest generator, I'm going to feel broken and mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with me. And especially for you as a projector, which we're, we'll go to next. Don't, don't try to be like them. Oh yeah. We can, <laughs> and that's why we Bad said, at, that's why we said at first before we started recording that you, you were like, you're similar. And we're like, what? Oh, yeah, I yeah. totally missed. Like Taylor does not try to be one. like me. Don't worry. No, yeah. no. It's harder He's to read on that, at that one you showed me, but yeah, you, you are projector. All right. Let's, let's talk about him. me. Okay. Let's talk about you. So projectors are roughly 20% of the population. They are, like I said, They'll often try to be like generators. They're very conditioned to be like generators because the world we live in and they have a very different way of communicating and, and being in the world, which is that they are the people. These are the people in your life that like see you so deeply. Like they cut straight to the core. They have this like 
penetrating way of being you have like a little smile on your face yeah. like that that goes to the heart of of the people that they're around they're very other oriented which is their superpower mm-hmm. in that they're here to guide people like i very much see projectors as this like new world leader where they tap into the people that they're working with and they can go you'd be really good fit there and let's put you there and they make systems go so much better when projectors are in the field like there i i often see them in high level thinking systems operations with a lot of moving parts. They're great with a lot of moving parts quite often. Um, and they're orchestrators of life. And Good thing you're a life coach. <laughs> I know, literally. Yeah, guides. They're here yeah. to guide people. And they and because they can see people so different, deep, deeply, um, there's an ability to really see the nuances of how people could best be expressed in this lifetime. Um, I have a very strong affinity for projectors because I so often see how bitter and resentful they are in their lives because they're trying to be something that they're not. Mm. And the more projectors that are stepping into their zone of genius, like they're here to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like generators are here to be in satisfaction. Projectors are here to be successful. And whatever that feels, whether it's like a sense of fulfillment or like being seen, being recognized. I mean, so often projectors spend like their whole life just being like, anybody see me anybody noticing hi i'm over here cool let me do all the things and work myself to the bone to be seen and still not be seen yeah that's very interesting uh a pivotal moment in my life was in college i read this book quiet by susan kane about the power of introverts she has Mm. a ted talk and i'm an only child i grew up my whole life people saying oh you're shy you're introverted and i hated it because there was like a negative Mm -hmm. connotation and then i learned about being introverted it's how you recharge Mm -hmm. like being alone it's also how you're stimulated so like i always say like i hate small talk Mm -hmm. like i love i want to get deep i want to have conversations Mm -hmm. a lot of lonely masturbation sessions right (laughs) and there it is and there it is (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, how you okay (laughs) i'm gonna move on from that (laughs) um I cannot. Sorry, I don't even know where I was. At. <laughs> I um, yeah. So being so, anyways, that Lonely was like sessions. that was yeah, that was college, being and yourself. all of a sudden I was like, oh hell yeah, I am an introvert, and I was proud of it, and mm, I was like, this mm. is me to a T. And mm. I, as you were talking, it's like I do do things different, and I mm-hmm. like even I used to be a strength and conditioning coach and fitness coach, and um, even organizations that I've been in, like in leadership roles, it's like. And I always do, I feel like I see people and I like really good at reading people quickly. Um, So it's interesting to hear this now where like human design is very new to me, but like, I think that learning about myself where like uh, being an introvert and just like kind of being different, Mm -hmm. but like wearing that almost as a badge of honor Mm -hmm. has allowed me to step into being a projector. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about projectors is you have a very absorbing like you absorb other people's energies because you're really like seeing it, taking it on in some, in some form or fashion. And so solitude, being in your own energy, really like taking a bath, shaking your body, going out in nature, putting your feet on the ground, whatever your practices are. Love a good bubble bath. Love a good bubble bath. Yeah. That is really important for projectors. It's important for all of us, right? All of this information in some degree may feel applicable to you, but especially for projectors and those of us that don't have that like, constant go mode in our charts the same way as generators do for example it's really important for you to let go of that energy from the day like especially around them you may feel this like oh we got to do and we're going to don't no, go and like at a coffee shop wherever it is like you're feeling that buzz as a projector 
and you may have been to like a party or an event and been there and been like so lit and so down and so excited and so energized and then left the party and been like one of those inflatable balloons just like just like all the energy yeah it's incredible you say that because that's where matt and i are so different Mm -hmm. yeah and one of the cool things about our friendship and relationship is matt has become aware of it i'll never forget we were at our friend's billy billy's house and there was like a bunch of people around and like Mm -hmm. not quite a party but a lot of people were hanging out all day and then i kind of just got quiet Mm. and this is the moment when i was like our friendship is like truly deep because billy was like he said something and he's like yeah taylor you just got really quiet and matt's like oh that's just this thing he does Mm. and it's so true because i like there's moments where I'm like, hi. And then I'm just like, I just need to pause. And we yeah. also, we recorded awesome. a podcast, um, in evergreen. So we all carpooled together and it was awesome. We were so excited and I'm driving back and these two are just chatting away, whatever. And they're like, <laughs> I think Deuce was like, Taylor, are you okay? And I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm good. And Matt was kind of like, yeah, he just, that's like, I need, I need that. And yeah. yeah, it's cool to hear that because sometimes I think people Actually, I was hanging out with a friend last night who was like, you're, so, you're serious sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that's just my face. But it's like... Resting <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch face. Taylor. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's just my... I'm not actually serious. I just like... Serious face. Um, yeah, I feel that. And I felt that my whole life. And I think some people don't understand that. So mm-hmm. it's I, cool I, to hear. I would commend you because I've seen you, like, you're very aware of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like at parties, it. you're like, it's like 1030. You're like, all right, I'm going home. Yep. I'm like, you fucking kidding Eight. me, dude? I'm like, don't leave me. Oh, it's a party. We're partying. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, nah, I'm done. Or like, right. uh, you know, even we've had late late night meetings or whatever it is where I'm like, oh, man, we're just getting started. Like, should we record three podcasts right now? And we're like, record one. You're like, it's basically it for you. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of, you can see it on your face, but it's sure. also like knowing like, mm. it's okay. It's not like, not like Taylor hates this or he's, mm. you know, yeah. this was a shitty night. It's just like, mm. that's just... It's a deep, how you are and how I perceive it is like a deep honoring of yourself. Yeah. Like you're, you, it seems like you've gotten to a point where you know your limits and mm-hmm. your boundaries and you're willing to stand for those. And that's what often projectors won't do. They'll mm-hmm. push themselves so far beyond what they're capable of or so far beyond I'm exhausted and then be bitter and exhausted and tired. And I hate to say this, but I often see, I can kind of pick a projector who's overworked out of a mm-hmm. crowd because of how aged they look. to be completely honest it's it's wild they do i can feel that too because there's definitely moments when i have and not realizing they were you know generators but being around people and i almost felt like i was Mm. the buzzkill or like they almost kind of made me feel that wrong because it's like oh why aren't you you don't want to do this thing or like (sighs) yeah totally dude can i ask you something because you have gotten good at this and i think maybe someone's listening who's looked it up and they're like i'm a projector and oh my god i totally resonate but then there's still this like massive fear of missing out mm. this massive FOMO. You're at a party sure. and you're like, what's best for me is to go home. But like party's just getting started. So like, yeah. how do you manage that? Well, so I think this is really interesting mm, and I, I'm a big planner, but part of this too is like moving. To, I've moved around a lot and it's like, if I always listened to this, I wouldn't have any friends. Mm. Mm. And mm. so a, a good example is Maddie works at a culinary school and we had this event um, this really cool cooking. It was like a ravioli cooking contest with all her friends, her family was here and whatever. And Matt was supposed to go. He ended up not going. And that day I was just like, I don't want to do anything very feeling like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but Taylor, you can't like say no to everything. So I ended up going and mm-hmm. it was amazing. And mm-hmm. I met some incredible people and had so much fun, but part of it was like, okay, I need to lean into this, but I knew the next day I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the big thing for me is mm-hmm. like, 
if you are going to step into that, look at what's the next week or the next day, or mm-hmm. instead of like every day, just leaning. So into you can, that. you so can that have you that time can. to recharge. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, I'm very calculated with mm. like going out or whatever. And sometimes if it's like people I know that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I love this group. It's like easier for me to say no, because yeah. I, it's not going to fill me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's super important for you to be around people that are going to make you feel fueled. Yeah. I'm just excited to hear about a reflector. <laughs> and we got manifestors too. Is there? Oh. Let me just show know. you my chart, see if there's anything else. Yeah, yeah. And then we can move uh-huh. on. Yeah, I, something that you said, um, oh, I, like for everyone, this is an experiment, right? Like it's not like a you get the the type that you are and your authority and your strategy and then it's perfection. Right. Like just because you know these things, like you said, like it's a trial and error process. And for some of you, it's going to be a way bigger trial and error process based on some of the different aspects of your chart. But for you, it's like, okay, yeah, I know now to take space. If I'm going to go do this thing that is going to exhaust a lot of energy for me or whatever it is. Right. Again, it's an experiment. It's not, this is not a perfect practice. It's a, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. It's not perfection. It's practice. Okay, so I was going to ask this yeah. at the end, but since you brought that up, mm-hmm. um, what about people who are – sorry, I just wrote down a note. I want to mm-hmm. remember what I um, – oh, people who maybe say, oh, this is who I am. So this could be like mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs personality test Labels. or like, yeah. you know, and so it's like yeah, I'm curious good. how – and this could this could apply for everyone, right? Uh-huh. Um, I can't where, stop making sexual jokes. This is just who I am. <laughs> yeah. Or, or <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's like I'm a generator, so like, oh, this is you know, and not not realizing that like, okay, maybe I I can step out of that, or for me, right? I could, sure. you know, and this is this is I something this that question. could be outside of human design, but like, I know yeah. a lot of clients that I work with, people Matt works with, is they're just like, oh, I'm just the type of person who fill in the blank. Yep. And it's like, well, the, yes, that might be true, right? Like for me, I'm an introvert. Right. But I can also be an extrovert at times, Absolutely. or like whatever. Absolutely. So I'm curious, yeah. Yeah, um, this is something that I feel really passionate about. Everyone can choose labels. Are they liberating you or are they limiting you? Like, that's really what I have my attention on. If you are finding there's a limitation that you are creating based on the labels that you are choosing, check that out. Mm. You do not need to take on labels that are limiting you. Like, you just don't. Like, don't do that to yourself. I did that with human design for so many years. I was like, I'm a reflector. I can't do this. I'm this. I can't do this. And then it, I mean, it was like a moment where I realized how much of myself I was cutting off, holding on to that label, like it was a badge of honor. And it wasn't, it sucked that I was doing that to myself. And then once I started to choose that I was only going to take the labels that felt liberating to me, it was a complete shift. And so, yeah, this stuff, like with anything, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, and those are very different than human design, I'll say that, but we can choose things that support us or not, and that's not up to me, and that's up to, and same thing for you guys, as we're talking about this, it's like, what feels liberating to me, and how can I step into it, even if it's uncomfortable, right, like, you may not like that you're going to slow down a little bit and be more patient with your emotions, but it will ultimately be in service for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, like, especially for projectors, they can be, and, and reflectors for that matter, they can be like, oh, this sucks. Why am I this? I want to be a man, Jen, or 
I don't want to be powerful and have energy all the time. I don't want to have FOMO, right? Like, well, yeah, those are some aspects of the chart that you may identify with, but there's a whole lot of badass stuff that also comes with being those different things too. So I love that. Yeah. Is it liberating you or labeling you? Limiting. Limiting. Yeah. Liberating or limiting you. The label is it. Gotcha. Yes, 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 yes. Glad I repeated that. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Shall we go to the other Let's continue. Okay. Um, So manifestors are about 9% of the population. Mm. um, And they are... How do I want to talk about manifestors today? I'm like, none of y'all are here. So like there's part of me that just like doesn't have the juice in me to talk about them, but I love them. Um, I have a lot of manifestor friends and I, um, they, they can, they can be these people that can be incredibly intimidating. Mm. They don't really need anyone often. Um, I find that they're extremely powerful. And what I mean when I say they don't need anyone is they can get shit done whether you like it or not. Um, and like the other three reflectors and projectors and generators, we're kind of like needing something to make the next step happen. Like whether it's responding or waiting for an invitation or waiting a lunar cycle, there's like a patience period to some degree. Manifestors, there is some patience depending on what your constitution looks like, but they're like, I want this. Like I need to do this. I'm going to do that. Like they're informing life. They're initiating things in many ways. I think of them as like the ancient pharaohs, the kings, the queens back in the day. They were like the powerful leaders and the visionaries. Yeah, the the visionaries. And um, something I talk about is like that different elements like fire, earth, wind, and how they correlate to human design. And I see manifestors as the fire, like the, the, the mm. spark, they are igniting vision. They're igniting things to move forward. They're putting things into life. They're literally creating life with their word. And it gets a little bit tricky when new age stuff is like, Oh, you're manifesting all the time and you can manifest. It's like, yeah, sure. Like that's applicable, but it's not necessarily because they're a manifester. Like that doesn't correlate necessarily in the same way that I think this spiritual conversation around manifestation Mm. does. That's a whole side tangent, but, um, yeah, manifestors, they are extremely powerful. They often have an experience as children where people don't really know how to be around them because Mm. they can be so independent. And so like, I'm going to do this and like do whatever they want. And parents that want control or a little un, uh, unsure of how to deal with them, want them to be smaller. They're like, no, we're going to make sure you are staying in this box and don't be as big as you are. And so I often see this um, progression of reclamation of, of manifestors stepping into their power, into what they're capable of, and very often being very afraid of how powerful they tend to be. Um, yeah, there's I like manifestors are they often have um an intimidating effect uh, intimidating effect on a lot of generators because their auras tend to be so big that generators are like oh what do I do around you <laughs> like they don't always know what to expect and it's so funny when I talk to my friends who are generators and manifestors and how they'll like kind of be like, yeah, this happened and it went like this. I'm like, you're such a generator acting around a manifesto. Like, oh my God. Yeah, well, I can um, just see can it. You, can you, what, what do you mean by that? Because yeah, as yeah. you're explaining a manifesto, I'm like, I want to 
I want to be this person. You, I want to. You want to be around him. They, no, I want to be them. Like, you want to be them. Like, oh, I want to be the one. Cre- I want to be the king and creating shit. And like, I mean, you can be the king and yeah, creating yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Like again, these are just different ways of explaining each sure. one. Um, the what do I mean by the like how play? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so manifestors. So I've talked about how there's like an absorbing, like penetrating quality to the the projector, and then for generators, y'all are magnets. You're literally magnetic aura right like you're constantly attracting things which is why the responding aspect of your chart is so important Mm. for manifestors they have what's called a a repelling aura and really what it is is it's a way of protecting their energy field because it can be so powerful and so because of that repelling nature it can often be a little intrusive for generators who are feeling it they're like Mm. And it and it comes off as intimidation or like they're mad at me or how do I be around this person? Why are you pushing me away? Why are you pushing me away? (laughs) What like why are you so cold? And especially for women who are manifestors, there's a whole like I have to initiate things. Like I just want to be in my feminine and like Mm -hmm. I like I have to be the one that takes a step forward. Like I just want to receive or I don't want to be intimidating all the time, right? And so. I mean, that's a whole conversation itself of like women manifestors, which I have a lot of dear manifestor women in my life. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like going a little bit yeah, all yeah. over the place with the manifestor, but. Well, I wanted to point something that's coming to like my eyes and uh, we kind of had to talk about having kids uh, on one of our podcasts and mm. uh, I don't know, I don't want kids anytime soon, but it's always on my mind of like, it'd be mm. so fun to um you know be a parent and like and i love this idea of like knowing your kid oh my god where i feel like most parents kind of parent one way and i know that's i want to be parented yeah and that's Mm -hmm. generalization but especially for someone like a manifester who as a kid yeah your parents want to protect you and make sure you don't get hurt yeah where it's like no i just need to go out and like do my own thing and um you said like they need to own their own power and i think that's especially for a manifester, it sounds like Supported. so important to how you've been like raised and be yes. like, nope, don't, no, don't, no, don't. Yeah. Careful, careful. Don't yeah. do that. Why are you doing that? Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I, and when we get to reflectors, we'll get to talk about this, but if I had, if my parents had known my human design type when I was little, I would have had a totally different life. Yeah. And that's one of the many reasons that human design is so important to me is that if as children, when we're so like captivated by our environments and we're so curious and we're so open and available to the world, if we were to be able to be guided and supported to listening to our own inherent wisdom, Mm -hmm. oh my God, can you imagine what a different world we would have right now if we were supported into being the nuanced, different being that we all individually are? Like it's mind blowing to me. And there are amazing uh, teachers and guides that are doing work specifically with parents. Yeah. Um, Alex Cantone is, is one of those people that I really admire. She's a projector. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this ability to support parents in knowing who they are and knowing the interplay of how they work with their children and the other way as well. Like, how do I show up if I'm different than my child, right? Mm-hmm. Espe- like, I can imagine a scenario where if your mom or dad was not a solar plexus authority and they're like, come on, make it up, do it now, hurry up, get to it. And you're like, I don't know. I'm in my emotions. No, don't have emotions. Yeah. Then you shut off all of that world that is so rich and beautiful for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a client yesterday. Oh, so profound. She was a projector and her superpower is to literally hear what she says. Mm -hmm. Like that's how she makes choices in the world is to Mm -hmm. listen. She's sounding board projector and 
she needs to listen to what she says. Self-projected projector is another way. And her mother as a child told her to only say things when it was nice to literally not use her words unless it was going to be kind. Yeah. Oh my God. So she lived an entire lifetime where the words weren't able to just flow from her and her listen to what's true for her. She had to edit them, which immediately shut her off from her deepest power. Yeah. Crazy. What? And I know that that's happening around the world and not because it's anyone's fault. It's just, we just don't know. Yeah. right? Right. So yeah, it's that's uh, I mean, there's so many layers of why human design matters so much to me. And really, it is like, how can we say yes to the truth and the authenticity of who we deeply are and be supported in environments that is like conducive for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's that's why I want to have you on, because we you know, this idea of like know thyself. Yeah. And if you can have that time, like for me now to learn a little bit about this and like now I can reflect mm. and just know that like, dude, you're just in like a really high emotion. That's kind of what happens. And like, maybe don't make this decision right now. Yeah. Or yeah, when you're exactly. in that low Patience. moment, I can realize to be like, it's going to change. Yeah. It's, it's all right, man. Like maybe that wasn't the worst decision. Like it, we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I say, we're saying like, Oh wow. And I can better help Matt because I know uh-huh. how, how he is and kind of vice versa, which I've seen from Taylor already. Um, and then for parents. So it's like, yeah, we could all just thrive so much better together just knowing these things. And uh, it would be great, right? If you went up to someone and was like, what's your human design? Oh, it's like, yeah. And I know you're, you're yeah, pretty good at like, kind of feeling that, that and understanding. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I want to be respectful of your time. I know you have yeah. a call. So if we yeah, can get yeah. to Reflector, Let's and, do it. which is you. It's me. Um, one percenters. So the one percent of the population is a reflector. Um, I'm going to talk about it as if it's me because it's, it's to talk about it. Like it's something else. It feels strange. Cause people, when they meet me as a reflector, they're like, you're a unicorn. And, wow. I can't yeah. believe it. I've never met one of you. And it, it has this moment of like, yeah, I am special. And also like, hmm. you know, it, it's, it's a, yeah, I've had to learn how to embrace that more and more of, yeah, I am special and I am a magical creature and all of us are too, yes. right? In our own ways. I was going to say, yes. <laughs> like my mom's all... been telling me for years how <laughs> much of a unicorn I am. <laughs> right. I know. So that's the like, always like the awkward moment. I'm like, yeah, we're all special. Like just because I'm the 1%, the 1% aspect of though is we operate very differently from mm. the rest of the world. So, um, if you're looking at your chart and you're seeing any of those shapes that are colored in, those are consistent, reliable ways of you being. That's like the most basic way that I can say it. For reflectors, we don't have any of those shapes colored in. Really? None. Yeah. So we are literally mirrors and reflections of the people, the environments, the spaces that we exist in. So right now, my experience being with the three of you is like, I notice I'm talking a little bit faster. I feel like a lot of juice and energized space in myself i notice like my mind is just like firing on all cylinders and i'm totally next to both of you who have defined ajnas right like there's different ways that i am very sensitive to who i'm with and what comes out of me i never know um the other aspect of reflectors is that we go through a lunar cycle to make major choices right so over the course of 28 days, we're slightly different every single day. And then we repeat that cycle again. So when we're making choices, it's a extremely patient process. The first time I ever made a choice based on a lunar cycle was when I moved to Brooklyn in 2016. Mm. And every day I was like, do I do this? 
and I asked and I talked about it and I felt into it and got curious about it. And so on the one hand, it's like, oh my God, how do you get anything done in this life? This society doesn't work for me. That's one, one way to think about it. If I went down that limiting label, right? The other way that I've chosen and lent into and learned to embrace more and more is, wow, how much perspective I can gain about life. And ultimately, that's what the reflector is here for. Mm. They're here to be incredibly deep and wise and, and passionate and powerful in, in all the nuances and ways that we can see and feel and taste life. They're here to mm. taste life, mm. right? And so I think one of the big things to know if you're going out and doing a human design reading with anyone is who is the reader that you're having on the call with you, mm. right? What, like, are they a generator? Are they a projector? Are they a manifester? Are they a reflector? Because they're going to bring themselves to the call with you, mm. right? As with anything, just like this right now, who am mm. I sitting with? Okay. I'm sitting with a projector, a manifest generator and generator. Okay. How am I going to be? And so when you show up on a call with me, you're getting a mirror, you're getting a reflector who's literally tasting your experience as a, a generator, whatever you are, and being able to be that um, in many capacities so you can see it more clearly for yourself and know yourself deeper in that way, which is one of the reasons I love doing what I'm doing is because mm -hmm. I get to be whoever shows up on the call in some, in some form or fashion. Um, but yeah, reflectors, the more that I find reflectors coming to this wisdom, the more they are able to liberate themselves from feeling like they're too slow or they don't understand. And when, you know, when manifestors are just to go back, when manifestors are living in their design, they get to experience peace and ease people not telling them what to do all the time. And they're being able to have more flow to do what they need to do. Anger is what happens or oppression, like just like self implosion or irritation mm -hmm. for a manifestor for a reflector. It's disappointment. Like, I cannot tell you how many things I would get in, like, a manifestor generator field and be like, oh, my God, we should do this. And this is a great idea. And let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then leave them and not feel any excitement for mm. it. And the next day, completely forgetting that we even having had that conversation that I got as excited as I did, which led to disappointment and disappointment and disappointment. The more I learned to be incredibly discerning and have boundaries and be like, wow, that's an amazing idea. I love that you want to talk about it. Let me feel into that. Let me, let me take some space for myself. Some choices are going to be easy. Like you asked me to be on the podcast. I'm like, absolutely. I love being on podcasts done. Some things are a little more challenging where it's like, where do I want to move to right now? Mm. Mm. Um, I'm in that process right now where I'm like, do I want to live in Boulder? Do I want to live in Denver? Do I want to live somewhere else? And as uncomfortable as it is to be in this limbo state, I'm getting more and more and more data points and evidence to be able to understand what is going to best serve me in my, my life. So it's patience. It's, mm. I, I mean, when I bought my car earlier this year, I waited a lunar cycle to decide if this specific car was for me. I know that sounds crazy. And the car that I had was like, I mean, they're flying off like out of the freaking dealers, right? Kia Telluride? Uh, <laughs> those, no. are, those are flying off no. <laughs> my girlfriend has one uh subaru forester mm -hmm. um oh, nice. but i in denver right it was right before all this stuff with covid and the chips and all of that if you're yeah. familiar with what's happening with cars right now and uh i i felt into it and i was like is this the car is this the car i don't know 
and the car I had, like, there's no way that it would have been on the lot. But for whatever reason, a month later, it was on the lot still. Mm -hmm. And I came in and had been like talking to the guy that had this car, like the whole month, just checking in with him, still checking on Carfax every day. Is it still there? Is it still there? And, uh, one of the things he said to me, he's like, you are such a patient young lady. And I said, you have no idea. <laughs> oh my God, that's <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like the summary of that is that what is correct for you will wait for you. Mm. Like yeah. it cannot miss you, whatever it is for whoever you are. And so if you're like, oh, I need to do it now and I need to figure it out. And oh my gosh, if I don't do this, it's like the world is ending. It's like, yeah, well, if it's correct for you, it's going to wait for your emotional patient, like mm. for your clarity. It's going to always wait. Mm. The things that don't wait, mm, that's something to indicate, like an indicator, right? Yeah. Like for emotional authorities, for projectors, also manifestors that have emotional authority, and then for reflectors especially, like I have had to practice over and over again for those things that just aren't ripe yet for me, that they'll come back around. And they always do in the most miraculous ways. So instead of disappointment and like jumping at the gun way faster than is ready for me, allowing it to come like as it's ready and just like with the seasons like nature goes through all its magic and it nothing is rushed and everything arrives on time Mm -hmm. except for snow um (laughs) yeah apparently you know like it's it's uh yeah it's a beautiful it's a beautiful process that becomes richer and more delightful and when a a reflector is living in their alignment it's surprised it's like awe like a Mm. shooting star it's like oh never could have predicted that happening like that hmm. you know yeah so. it's really cool i love it's kind of just rang my head something you said like for me hmm. it's like be more patient and hmm. it's funny because i think i'm getting there because uh, i recently got back into gary v do you know gary yeah, yeah, v yeah. Projector. um and he's a projector mm-hmm. so he but he was talking about like and we all do this right we all want this thing now like it has to happen or like mm-hmm. build my business in three months i'm gonna be a millionaire it's like probably going to take three, four, five years or more, um, to, yeah, maybe, (laughs) um, but to kind of have that, I mean, for me to like have that outlook, like Mm -hmm. what's the rush in like doing all this where it's like, if we could just do what feels good and, Mm -hmm. and understand that this might be, this might happen in three years or sooner, which is, yeah, whatever happened, like it's okay. Kind of the idea of like letting go. Um, it's like, yeah, the mind versus like just listening as it's emerging yeah. to your body and to your authority, essentially. Yeah. Right? Like strategy and authority is like everything. And that's a whole conversation for another time. But like, if you start digging into your human design and going down your strategy, strategy and authority, like that's the experiment. It's like, sure. We can all be these types. And the mind is often the thing that wants to get in the way and be like, mm. it needs to happen now. Yeah. I was like, it's going to happen how it will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I kind of wanted to finish and circling back to, I me- briefly mentioned it. I think it was in the rapid fire. Mm. Um, the the ever-changingness, uh, mm-hmm. kind of allowing that. And I know that's a big mm-hmm. thing for you mm-hmm. um, from reading some of your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it sounds like with everyone, mm-hmm. it's that. And we have this, I think, the cultural demand to be like stick to one thing. But it doesn't matter what thing you are reflector manifestation whatever like any of that to like understand that you can change and you can evolve and that's just part of like Mm -hmm. this whole journey of knowing yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i'm curious like with people would you have any advice for someone who maybe still feels stuck in that Mm -hmm. um because they need to be a certain way yeah Mm because we had a um our previous guest Teresa, was like for her it seemed like this 
um, calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Like to take that first step, not to just go do something because we're doing it, yeah. but to kind of have this calculated risk. Like, okay, for me, it was like I, I rode my bike cross country. It really changed my life. And mm-hmm. also even moving out to Colorado, like it wasn't just, uh, yes, I did quit my job and not have a job up here, but I had savings. I had like other stuff mm-hmm. to know I'd be okay. So I wonder if anything, maybe that's it, or if anything aligns with you that you would give someone advice to be like, yeah, you you can change and evolve and that's okay. Um there's many things, but the, the one that's coming to me right now is as I've gone through each of the types and talked about what are called the not self and the signature theme. So just to reiterate for generators, it's frustration and satisfaction for manifestors. It's anger and peace mm. for projectors. It's bitterness and success. And then reflectors is disappointment and surprise. Mm. My invitation is to, to feel and know these words and do a scan of your life. Like, where do you feel that frustration and start to pay attention as an indicator? Just like if the gas light comes on your car, it's like fill up your tank, right? In those moments, start to do something differently. Mm. Start to take a deep breath and be like, okay, what's happening right now? Like, am I frustrated because I'm trying to prove something? Am I frustrated because I'm in my head? Like, check it out and I find that the more we can be curious about those moments where we want something different to happen that like something else becomes possible and we can have a new perspective we can have a different way of operating a different way of listening so it's a it's a cultivation of awareness to be able to create more choice Mm. that's what I think like don't jump off the deep end like start with the awareness first yeah Yeah. that's awesome I love that I have a final question um how do you feel understanding human design has made you happier? Oh, great question. It's given me permission to say yes to myself. Mm. And because of that, uh, life feels a lot more easeful and peaceful and exciting and satisfying. Like I think there's a, a deep tension and dishonesty that, always occurred in me when I wasn't saying yes to myself. I said no to myself most of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, no, don't be like that. No, don't be big enough. No, don't say those things. No, don't have that emotional experience. No fit in this way. And human design has allowed me to say, yes, feel that. Yes, say that. Yes, take space for yourself. Like over and over again, Mm -hmm. because I can feel and understand and have the tools to know myself in a deeper way. So to me, that's happiness. That's awesome. I love it. So for everyone listening, and you're super into this, if you go and you do your human design like for free, you are so, going to – So real quick, I've got yeah, yeah. one question. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> back sorry. Up, back up, back up. Sorry. Um, just one right for Well, it's going to tie into that because okay. um, I feel like we could talk for hours. Yes. Yeah. But it's so fun. I yeah. think for me, I heard about human design a lot in the past six months to a year, and I was always like hesitant because I'm like, I don't really know what it is. And then yeah. – Two weeks ago, a friend was like, give me all your info, entered it, and then she like Googled all this, kind of gave me a little background, but I really feel like this is powerful to do this. You need mm-hmm. help. So what Definitely. is it like to work with you? Because I'm already like, cool. I'm all in just like understanding this more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what is it like? Is it like 
phone call? Is it a multi-step <laughs> process? And then we can kind of dive into. That is what I wanted to preface because you're going to look at this chart and there's yeah, circles like, and numbers no. and there's tubes <laughs> with colors and, in them. It, and yeah. It's very Line overwhelming. And, and I know yeah. that was me where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not even going to dive into it because I don't, I don't want to spend the time to like research this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is it like to work with me? There's three different ways. Well, there's a few different ways, but three main ways to work with me. The first one is uh, Human Design Essentials. If you go to my website, ameliabroughton.com, um, it'll be under my personal offerings. A human Design Essentials is like, I want to know the foundation. It's a 60 minute call on Zoom. It's recorded and you get a basic PDF of what we do together and what we go over. The deep dive, which is my personal favorite, is a 75-minute call, and I create a customized Bible for you outside of the session that you have. It's like 25-plus pages that's all about you. And that is – the deep dive is primarily for, yes, going over the structure, depending on how much you already know about human design – and for doing all the side tangents and like what's here right now. And my other background is in relational leadership and group mm. facilitation and emotional intelligence. Which I really wanted to talk about, but we didn't have time. So. <laughs> but yeah, that the the way I be, the capacities I have on top of being a reflector are like noticing you. And like you you probably heard me do it throughout the podcast where I've been like, you're smiling and like what did you just say there? And reflecting you back. Like those are the way that it, it happens is like I'm mining out your own wisdom so that you mm-hmm. can hear what you have to say about yourself and what you feel and know and how it lives in you. So it's like a integrative human design combo magic thing. That's a deep dive. And then also living your design, which is a coaching program. I'm actually creating a brand new group container that will be either launched in December or January. I'm med- marinating on this nice. called the space. And the space is a group container. The first one's going to be about projectors and it'll be an, an environment where other types just like you can go through a five week container over the course of a lunar cycle and have tools and go through various meditations and journal prompts and listen to other people that deal with very similar feelings that you do i'm gonna do one for generators and manifestors and manifest generators they're all coming sign me up yeah yeah, that'll be that'll be coming in the near future but the living your design is a coaching program that's all customized too so group container right now it's one-on-one but the group container is the newest thing that i'm about to to launch so yeah i I love all this even what you said about like as far as you noticing and right like pulling stuff out of people. That's what I've found. I know Taylor too, in our coaching practices to just ask the questions for people to come to that realization themselves. Like even when you, and I'm like sitting here, I'm like, Oh my God, so much going through my head (laughs) rather than you telling, right. It's so much more powerful to, uh, you know, come to those realizations yourself. Um, so I love that. Um, so if you're interested, Mm -hmm. Yeah, use the code happiness. 10% off. 10% off. Let's go. Let's go. Hell yeah. For the people. Um, That's it. Check in with Deuce over here. Deuce, you got final words? I loved it. I don't know. I just loved it. I loved it. it. Giant (laughs) smile. I just want to know more. I'm going to sign up. (laughs) Yeah, come do it. Deuce Deuce and I are going to go throw a party. Taylor's going to go take a nap. Uh, We'll all be living our truths. Uh, I'm going to do a client call. uh, Yeah, you got a call. So uh, thanks so much. Amelia, really appreciate your time and and your energy too. It was super fun. Uh, Until next time, peace. Peace.